Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police. It's me, Mike Graham. It's him, Kevin O'Sullivan. Luckily, doing it on time this week. But yeah, uh, I had to be early. It in between all sorts of engagements. There's a bit of noise as well coming from those fuckwits who are still building. Yeah, well, that's a given. Building. Uh, they've been doing it now. I think the pyramids. What the fuck quicker. are they building? I don't yeah. know. Like the biggest building. building ever made. Yeah, Fuck's there's sake. nothing there. Yes, and they're just digging it's into the a pile ground. of fucking bricks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So listen, I've got this story about you. Yeah, so go on. I was, about uh, me. No, yeah, I was. Um, I was coming I hope into it's work. Clean. Well, yeah, no, it is. It, it's quite funny. Um, I was coming into work on my Sunday, uh, okay. Sunday afternoon, on the tube, mm. and I was writing my script right on, on my laptop. Oh yeah. And there's a guy sitting next to me. It turns out to be Australian, mm. and he goes, "What are you doing, mate? R- writing a speech?" I go, uh, no. Fucking good, do you? It's a sort of script. Script? What's that for then? I go, you know, I wanted to go, will you fucking shut yeah, up? I'm busy. Alone. But yeah. I said, oh, you know, t- t- TV, radio presenters. Oh, yeah? Yeah? <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which channel are you on? I thought, oh, this is where it all goes yeah, to yeah. shit. So I go, oh, talk TV. Ah, talk to What, Piers Morgan? No. I go, yeah, that's right, that's right. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. That's where that, uh, that fucking great big bloke, the, uh, the Cockney, Cockney, Cockney. Uh, <laughs> so I go, um, no, I I'm not sure I know who you mean. Yeah, the Cockney guy. And I go, so I, I just couldn't for the right. life of me think of it. I said, it wasn't James Max. Well, no, no, and I said, you don't mean Mike Graham, do you? Because that's it, that's Cockney. <laughs> Cockney. I've never been yeah. described as Cockney. Yeah, yeah, Mike Graham, the pearly mm. king of talk TV. Maybe it's the new promo we yeah. can do, you know, Cockney. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, well, very good. I keep forgetting to do this. I forgot it last week, um, and I've got it at home. In the midst of the, my trip to America last yeah. week, um, we all sort of ended up going through all these old pictures. I found an old picture of you, oh, yeah. which I think is okay. from um, Tim and Wendy's anniversary party in the south of France. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. you look quite young. Because <laughs> it? it must have been, what, well, 2004-ish or something? Yeah, 2005, when we, all, ago, when we all tipped up down in fucking the south of France. I remember meeting you and having lunch with you in yeah. Henrietta. Yeah. Um, in, the, in that restaurant near the hotel where we had the big rails. Remember we had the big rail with the guy? That's right, because they, uh, they didn't have any booze or well, something. Well, no, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't send a car. For some reason, there was a problem getting a fucking taxi back to the that's hotel. It, that's it. Um, and I'm ringing him up, going, "Can you send us a car because we can't get any local taxis?" Not. I said, "What do you mean, no?" I said, "There's about ten of us staying at your fucking hotel. <laughs> Least you could do is fucking organise a taxi to get us fucking home." And he slammed the phone down. We eventually managed to get back. Got back. Everything was shut down. I said, "You got to open the fucking bar." 
And we ended up having a big row about Agincourt, and I'm going to remember fucking Agincourt, mate, you fucking, you know. And then he fucked off, and I remember you and. We just fucking drank the bar. We broke in. Yeah, we broke the fucking bar. Nick the booze anyway. Yeah, well, no wonder we all looked a bit younger. It was about 25 years ago. It was a long time ago. But it doesn't seem like it, though. It doesn't, does it? That's the problem. Where does the time go? Meanwhile, back at ITV Towers. You know, the plot the thickens. The plot thickens. Best show they've ever done, in my it, view. It, it's the best it's thing on TV. It's got more twists and turns than Coronation Street ever had. Uh, it now turns out that Philip Schofield enjoyed Thursday afternoon uh, fun times. Or, what did he call well, them? Uh, it was, uh, Thursday pu- playtime. Playtime. With, uh, with his good friend, yeah. uh, who still hasn't been named yet. Well, uh, I, used, I used to... Because he used to go to my club quite a lot, um, the Ivy Club. Yeah. So, I used to see him. That's the place I got kicked out of. He yeah. wasn't there that night. <laughs> but I used to see Philip there quite a lot. Well, he, there's I pictures guess... of him coming out of the Ivy. I presume that was the restaurant. No, that was the club. Was it that the was club? the club. That's okay. the club, yeah. So he's been there with him? Yeah. Oh, no, lots of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen him there with right. him. Um, but um, the thing about this whole drama is, you know, Philip Schofield was it last Friday. You know, mm. this is amazing mea culpa. Yeah. You know? I've, lied I've lied to, to my colleagues. I've yeah. lied to my friends. My I've lied to my bosses, my lawyer, yeah, everyone I ever met. I'm a fucking great fucking liar. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm sure you too. I was stunned by the epic scale mm. of that confession. Yeah. He didn't have to say, didn't I lied to him. Lie, 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 no. lie. So I think do, do you think he's agreed all this? No, with no, yeah, exactly. I think that the, I think that the people at ITV have got something on him. Right. So he, they basically said to him, "You carry the can, yeah. or we'll drop you right." And the in only the way shit. for him to get them off the hook as well is to say he lied to them, so they can go. Well, we asked well, him, and, yeah, he, well, and he told us a lie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is exactly what everyone says. It's not a very know. rigorous way. Of it's a load of bollocks. Yeah. It's a load of bollocks. That's right. the funny thing about this situation. Mm. Everyone at ITV, not everyone, but uh, most people at ITV, but most senior in, people, in order know. to get out of this situation created by Philip Schofield's mm. lies are lying. Yeah. They're all lying. Right. You know, th- this guy, this relationship went on for three fucking years right. in the office. Well, there's pictures of them together in 2018, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and there's also pictures of them uh, when this morning won the National Television right. Award. He's on the fucking stage right. a couple of people down from Philip Schofield. Right. So everybody at this morning, everybody at ITV... And he's constantly by his side. Yeah, so what yeah. else would you think? Everybody at... Well, it's more than that. Everybody in showbiz journalism knew. Yeah. I mean, as I was saying to JJ... But for people uh, who ask these questions, because there'll be people listening to this who go, all right, so why didn't you fucking write it then? The reason why, presumably, is because ITV continued to deny it, and so therefore you were opening yourself up to a lawsuit if you wrote something, you know, that that was untrue. Stories were written about his friendship. It's friendship. But yeah, legally, if... You know, you can't tell what people are doing intimately. No. If they choose to lie to you about but this is, a relationship, but I think it's there's nothing you but can it's do about it. It's important for you to explain that to people because I think people assume yeah. that you're part of the fucking yeah, cover-up. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. But, all right. Here's why I didn't write the Philip Schofield story because Philip Schofield's fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> he is a boring little man. That's one of the things. But it's a great... This oh, is, but also, there is also something to be said as well because there was a time, for example, when the son outed George Michael for being gay. Yeah. Uh, outing people for being gay is not a thing anymore and you wouldn't do it because it would be frowned upon so you wouldn't do it for that reason and the other reason you wouldn't do it is if you can't prove something like that and they decide to sue you even if you're right yeah. you could still lose money yeah I mean it, it, at certain points you, you might have done that story and said right fucking sue if you, you might have done if you dare but right. they won't the point, the point is that what is extraordinary about this situation now is those people in the ivory 
tower of uh, ITV, Ivory TV. Uh, ITV HQ. Uh, they really don't get it. No. This is all caused by lies. It's caused by Philip Schofield lying about his relationship. Yeah. It's caused by Holly and Phil lying about their friendship mm. and selling the public yeah. a lie. Uh, lies, lies, lies. Yeah. And how do these fucking wankers think they're going to get out of this situation? I know. Let's all lie. Right. Fucking idiots. Oh, also, and it's going to come crashing down on also, their fucking heads. Also, imagine advising the world's greatest liar by his own admission yeah. to tell everybody with his latest statement yesterday, yeah. actually, it's the greatest place to work ever and everybody's really happy. And did you see the start of the show on um, Tuesday? Yeah. I think it was. No, Monday, sorry. Yeah. But they had Giles Brandreth, who I don't know well, how well. So happy. Happy. So, I love coming here. We it's love working a nice on place show. to work. It's really, really lovely. Everybody's so nice. I'm going. Sorry. Yeah, look, you know, it's it, obviously it, not very nice. That's the, you know, it's it, this morning was a toxic place to work. A long, long time yeah. before Philip Scott. I mean, I even heard stories. But, but I'm a sure long you did. time before he hooked up with that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's always been no, a toxic place. But the stories we used to hear as well were about the rows that would go on between Good Morning Britain, GMB, and this morning. Well, it was they, they, they wouldn't have the same guests. Yeah. They wouldn't help each other out. It was like a fucking battle every day. But the main, the main reason that this morning was always toxic because Philip Schofield, for mysterious reasons, completely ruled the roost there. He decided who would be guests, he decided who would be on the show, he decided the show's content, and he was so fucking powerful at ITV, he used to decide who would host other shows. You know, who would be, uh, you know, is Stephen Mulhern right for Mm. this show? Anton Deck, should they be at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock? He was making all these fucking decisions. No one quite knows why. Uh, but he became so powerful, and uh, as Eamon Holmes eloquently put it uh, the other night on TV, uh, he uh, came to seriously abuse that power. Yeah. And it was all this sort of coercive stuff. You right. know, people at this morning, I know a lot of people who work there, people at this morning, they would live or die on whether or not Philip smiled at them and said hello yeah. in the morning. Because right. that's the way cunts like him operate. Yeah. They'll smile at you one day, and the next day they'll cut you dead. Right. So he liked to keep the staff on tenterhooks, right. on edge, you know, nervous. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a toxic place way beyond this boyfriend turning up. Mm. Then the boyfriend turned up and then the castle uh, was increasingly built on lies and the castle yeah. is collapsing on lies. It is collapsing. I mean, what I find astonishing is they're doing the show because it's a fucking <laughs> joke. Why would you bother? Yeah. Just fucking kill it. Yeah, fucking just kill it. Dermot and, and uh, Alison as well. Yeah. We love working on this. We love that. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, let's fuck look, off. Let's have a look at the papers. Yeah. Oh, no, not that bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's have a look at the other stories. We understand we're in the news. Yeah, yeah really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. I'll tell you what, Dermot, next time you're in the fucking news, it will be when they axe this morning <laughs> and you're out of a fucking job. Right. Hope you enjoy that copy. Well, people have already t- started telling me that Holly Willoughby's picture has started to dis- Disappear from various Marks and, really. Marks and Spencers, um, where she's got like a clothing line. The clothing line's still for sale, yeah. but her picture, big poster type pictures, are starting to disappear. Uh, well, I'm not surprised, and uh, I would imagine that before too long, her picture at ITV Centre in London will go the way of Philip Schofield's yeah. picture, and that is it'll be taken Don't down. Don't you think they'll she try and save her ass? She ain't gonna last in some other capacity. Oh, no, 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 she, she's got a golden television career yeah. ahead of her, there's no doubt about that. That. Uh, I mean, she, but this is why they're all she, shitting themselves, aren't they? About how they handle it. She fucking knew. She, you know, the idea that she had no idea that yeah. 
uh, Schofield uh, was having an affair with that kid. I say kid, he's about 25. Yeah, he's not that he's yeah. an adult. And that's why, why aren't we naming him, by the way? Yeah, why aren't um, we? Let's well, do although, it. although Dr. Range, funnily enough, put out a tweet today, if you saw that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. And he named, named his first name. I don't know whether he meant to or whether he just did it by accident. Yeah. But so the first name is out there now, and I know that you can find well, you can, it's second name. His should... second name is all over. Yeah, I know, but we don't need to do it here. No, we don't. We don't need to. But, but there will be a time. Why are? Why are? Well, I asked why the lawyers. Are we not doing this? The lawyers' view is that at the moment his privacy over supersedes the public interest. But that's at bullshit. the moment. That's at the moment. That's absolute bullshit. But that's at the moment. That's what they're saying. They're just, what it is, it's safety in numbers. They're, they're all being scared. We should name this guy. We should name well, him. Well, because I don't he, want to be the person to do he's, that. He's a, I'll fucking do it. He's a fucking well, adult. Don't do it on my fucking podcast. He, he's, an, he's an adult. He's an adult. He's in a, a consensual... <laughs> well, why don't you fucking name him on your he's show? In a sen- he's in a consensual adult relationship. Yeah, I get all that. Why are we not naming well, him? there might be a reason as well that we don't know. No, it's not. Just, All it's, right. It's because okay. everyone's scared, but they will name him fairly soon. I'd oh. suggest Sunday. Well, I believe there might also be some form of legal letter going around out there because what he will want to do, this guy, will be to maximise the amount of Sell money he can get. And at the moment, the more, the, the, little, the less that's known about him, the better for him. Because uh, he tells the whole story for a load of money. Yeah, um, and I'm hearing that's going to be very soon. Yeah, me uh, too. But, but I mean, it's not just the executives and the colleagues and Holly are on this morning. It's the directors of the company. They all fucking knew. Now, Holly uh, has got a golden career ahead of her, no doubt about it. Uh, yes. At ITV? Y- y- uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they'll use her. They just. I think they'll, they'll do a new show for her. Y- y- yeah, there'll be all sorts of shows they'll do for her. Because oh. BBC won her as well. Yeah. So she'll, she's fine. Uh, but uh, this morning, she'd be good on Strictly. I don't think she can t- continue. She won't. She's she's a bit above that. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you mean above Strictly? Why? Well, contestant on Strictly means your career. No, I mean hosting it. Oh, well, I don't mean being on it. Fucking as a contestant, I mean hosting it. She'd be good hosting it. Well, I think they're quite happy with who they've got. But yeah, you're right. She no, would. But, that's, but I mean, she would be if yeah. you wanted to give it a bit. Of that's a thing. the sort of show she'll do. That's anyway. what I mean. And also. Uh, ITV will keep her on Dancing on Ice yeah which incredibly Dancing she, on Thin Ice yeah, yeah, Dancing on Thin Ice incredibly she was still going to do that with Philip Schofield which for the he first he was still going to do the soap awards until he admitted yeah, to being a massive yeah, but, liar but, 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 <laughs> hot, but fucking Holly and Phil doing the Dancing on Ice for the first time in the history of that show would have made it worth watching yeah absolutely right um, but for frosty atmosphere and all that so, so she's got like, she'll be fine but I don't think she can go back onto the this morning sofa. No, and I think by extension, by extension, uh, they should axe this morning. Yeah, they should. I mean, they're clinging onto the Titanic yeah. by their fingers. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, I presume they've lost even more fucking viewers since last week. So last week they lost two hundred thousand. It, it's horrible. I mean, how many do they I get? They, no, they they lost hundred eighty thousand yeah. one day. I think by the end of the week they lost the best part of half a million. Really? They were they were they were hemorrhaging viewers last mm. week. And if you watch it this week, I watch about ten minutes yesterday it's really uncomfortable yeah yeah it must it's be. very very uncomfortable well, you and the viewers sense because it. they can't pretend anymore that it's this lovely happy fucking valley yeah. type place where all you do is talk exactly about wellness and you know mental health and everything that's yeah. good and kind we're yeah. all so nice to each other yeah. that we can't wait to get to work and then go on holiday together yeah fuck off it's a, ali ross said they've only got two topics on this morning <laughs> Beachwear and bowel cancer. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. But it, 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 
it, it, that's at the bottom of all of this, the, at the heart of all of this scandal. The reason the programme's dying on its arse. Is it shit? Because, well, yeah. It, 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 it's shit. Well, it's not shit what it does. It's, not, it's never been shit at what it does. Uh, but, 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 but the viewers are looking at it and they're going, these cunts, particularly Philip and, uh, and Holly, for all these years have been telling us a lie. Yeah. They've been saying they're best friends. Yeah. They love each other. So every day we're supposed to tune in and watch hypocritical frauds pretending to be something that they're not. Right. Uh, people don't want to do yeah. that. That's why that show right. is fucked. And you've always said, I quoted you the other day, you know, the beginning of the end was the fucking queue jumping because people don't yeah. like people to queue jump. David Beckham did it right. Yeah. I mean, he fucking stood there for 12 hours or something yeah. and paid his respects. That's good brand fucking Very management. Very good. Right, they did exactly the opposite and got fucked. Do you remember that? And do you know why you're so right about that? At the time, Beckham was in a world of shit. Yeah, he was because he's just done a deal with Qatar, and, Qatar, yeah. and you know, suddenly he was a human rights. hero again. He stood in that queue, suddenly he's front page, Ooh. nice news again. Uh, and there's a story in the papers today uh, saying that Philip Schofield uh, argued against yeah. this, sent him a bollocks. This is just fucking Schofield, this is Schofield pretending spin. that. He did not send that no. email, I will guarantee Of course he didn't. Of course he fucking didn't. That's it. This is the other thing that you realise, that these characters spend their entire lives spinning stories about themselves so to get in the paper. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. That we are, I mean... We, the, 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 and the, the idea that he came out as gay when this story first started to emerge in order to sort of turn the narrative into somebody who could be a sympathetic character... And all the hugging, I mean, for all of Eamon Holmes' um, uh, you know, devastating kind of truth about yeah. Schofield, yeah. there is still that one video clip, which Eamon won't like me taking, where he's hugging him and calling him brave and saying it's amazing, you know, good but luck to you. To be fair you. to Eamon, though, he, he, his story is that, that they were basically told 30 minutes before, uh, Philip's going to come out to you. Uh, and that's basically it. He said he didn't really know anything right. else. So, so, to be fair, I think Eamon was trying to react like a decent guy. Um, but this whole business... Yeah, but knowing him as he did the question, him, the question, why did he do that? But, he didn't have to fucking it, hug him, exactly. did he? Well, you know, Philip Schofield, again, you know, the worst kept secret in showbiz. Philip Schofield is gay. Ooh, knock me down with a feather. What a shocker. In, Whoever knew that? In other news, he's also a massive cunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. everybody also knew. So, so the, question, <laughs> the question has to be asked, what was it now, two years ago? Mm. Why did he come out? Why, 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 he's always been gay. Right. Why did he come out two years ago? It was no surprise. Why did, he leave was it, it? Eight, why did he leave it 19 years? Because he was being, for a reason to have to do it. And that was it. And that was the beginning of the end. Uh, well, we, we sort of know recently came out. Uh, put it this way, folks. No, that's what I'm saying. When the story started to get written, that was when he came out. Uh, Wasn't it? Kind of. Yeah, well, yeah. Kind sort of. of. Sort of. I mean, the, the, the thing is uh, uh, that what must be stressed is this image that was projected of a very brave man yeah. who decided to tell the truth about himself, yeah. to come out, could no longer Confront. carry. It was, there was no bravery, there was no courage no. about it. There, there really wasn't. Mm. No, fascinating. He did, he did but it is, was... I mean, it is a fascinating tale, and I think a lot of people are pissed off because they're going, why did you keep talking about it? Because it's a massive story. It's not just about him. Now it's about ITV. It's about woke culture. It's about all the fucking money that ITV have got and how they influence people. Because yeah. let's not forget, some of the shit they did during COVID, uh -huh. uh, which a lot of people listening to this podcast will understand, um, a lot of it was pure fucking propaganda, right? Yeah, they, they were, they and, were just, and they were the kings of it. Do you remember the fucking scene where they're hugging each other with the plastic? Uh, 
you know, fuck off, guys. What are you doing? Dr. Hillary why would was you, a real yeah, Dr. Hillary was a COVID maniac. I mean, yeah. why the fuck would you take any of that seriously and then say, oh, sorry we're shutting down the show. Most people, I think, that are on listening to this today will be very fucking happy that it's gone. Yeah. Because, you know, they were disgraceful in but a lot of ways. In any case, it's always nice to see rich and successful people knocked off their fucking pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Speaking of which, let's talk about Boris Johnson. Ah, because, um, not that he's rich because he keeps spending more money than he can make no matter how much money he makes he yeah. seems to fucking oh, spend well, it faster because he's got 400 kids well and he's about to have another one yeah. by the way fucking always popping out kids what's yeah, the matter with him well I think <coughs> he should get of, a new hobby there's a type of man I think who is kind of obsessed with his own virility <laughs> and I think he's <coughs> you know, like that rock his, star thing I think yeah. his dad's a bit like that Yeah. Um, where they want to be able to prove they can still do it Yeah. you know oh, look at me I'm maybe nearly 60 and I'm still maybe pumping out children Yeah. well fine I mean I've got four I don't really want any more thanks very much indeed and it's not really a sign of fucking virility it's a sign of fucking idiocy you yeah. know because you're going to be fucking 90 when they're still going to university and what was the word in Westminster when it was announced that Carrie Johnson's having another baby I don't know who's the father <laughs> <laughs> very good there are all but, sorts of questions yeah. to be asked well there. maybe this is why he doesn't want anybody looking at his WhatsApp messages because obviously <laughs> um, the COVID inquiry has asked for them and as you were telling me this the COVID inquiry is run by a woman who was appointed by Boris Johnson yeah when he was now, Prime Minister. But he's now refusing to cooperate. This is, if, you want a, if you want a metaphor for the madness of this country, yeah. how Britain has become a kind of forum for outright fucking craziness. I mean, li- listen to this story. I mean, basically, as you just said, Mike, he appoints this woman to be, you know, Baroness Fuckwit or whatever it is, some great and the good person with the title. Who are these people? I know. Where do they get There's an from? awful lot of them as well. <laughs> it was called Baroness Cunt or whatever. Anyway... Baroness Fuckwit gets appointed to uh, run the, the lead the pointless COVID yeah. inquiry that will take 20 years to finish. Right. No one will care when they finish right. it. Uh, it really anyway, so she says, she says, right, well, we need all your, all, all your WhatsApp messages. Uh, it, it, Boris Johnson, along with the ca- cabinet office, goes, well, that's a bit much. You can't do that. You, right. know, you can't have all my mm. uh, WhatsApp messages. They've got a sort of point. She said, well, I'm going to need them all to right. check what we need. So... But Boris Johnson, uh, it, it, now, Boris Johnson is refusing to hand over his yeah. WhatsApp messages. So there was a deadline which has now been extended. Mm. If he goes beyond the deadline, he it literally becomes the suspect in a cr- criminal yeah. investigation. And he could face some kind so, of charge. Yeah, right? so he could become uh, the, uh, 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 the subject of a police investigation because he's charged with breaking the law by not providing the WhatsApp messages. Right. Meanwhile... Uh, the cabinet office uh, acting on behalf of all the other cabinet Mm. ministers say that no no you can't have all of our whatsapp messages Baroness Fuckwit said well we fucking well need them so now (laughs) the government is set to sue its own Covid inquiry (laughs) with our money by the way legal action with our fucking money because guess what We'll be paying for the lawyers on both sides yeah, of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're it's already double, for, We're already paying for Boris. It's a double bubble but, for us. But, I mean, think about that. The government is going to so, sue its own... It's launching and legal I mean, action against Isabel its own Upshaw, inquiry. Isabel Upshaw said this before, that the cash of fucking WhatsApp messages that she got from Matt yeah, Hancock yeah. was so huge. Yeah. They had a team of people Two million working. 300,000 words, she said. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, I think it might be more than that. But, I mean, just ridiculous and ludicrous amounts of messages that you need a team of yeah. people to go through. If they get every single fucking cabinet minister's messages, 
There'll be so many of them, they literally won't be able to fucking get through them. Yeah. It'll take them years. Also, we need to know the parameters. And you need to have proper journalists doing it, not fucking civil servants. But did you know what Isabel said about the WhatsApp messages, even before he handed them over? Hancock and other ministers, mm. particularly soon, they redacted mm. loads of them, you know, put black. Well, Lord you know, Bethel so, managed to lose all of his. Yeah. And he claimed that uh, it was because he transferred them to his, a new phone. Yeah. And actually, somebody since has said that can happen. If you transfer it to a new phone, you can lose all of your WhatsApp messages. But it's rather convenient that uh, Lord Bethel, who was in the Department of Health with Matt Hancock, suddenly doesn't have any. Yeah, well, I, I hear that uh, he's not the only one that lost enormous amounts of WhatsApp mm. messages. I reckon right now at Westminster, in the light of the COVID inquiry, lots of no, MPs just are losing... Them. They're losing... Delete, delete, delete. Well, they'll take Lord Bethel's uh, uh, advice and go and change, get their phone renewed and then lose them all. Those fucking cunts at Westminster, did you see this story? The fucking four MPs that claimed speeding fines on their expenses. Do you remember the expenses scandal? 2009. But then, at least one of them, that guy Bim, who's quite often in, uh, in, in, in our shows... Um, he said, oh, um, as soon as I discovered it, I paid the money back. Well, how did you make it a fucking inadvertent expenses claim? By the way, he did, it, never, he did it twice. I've never made an inadvertent expenses claim in my life. He okay? did it twice. That's exactly what I said last night on the talk. I said that Westminster MPs, British politicians, MPs, mm. are the only people in the world who claim to uh, put expenses claims in accidentally. Yes. I did that by accident. I didn't mean I did, to. We've done expenses all our life. Mm. You know, uh, I could talk... Sadly, talk, we don't get them anymore. I could, uh, yeah, we could talk about the nature of our expenses if you like, but uh, what, I, not. what I have never done is put them in accidentally. No. Fucking I mean, liars. I have had situations once where um, I've had calls from managing editors to say, um, you can't really put this in. Yeah. And I'll be like, well... Okay, which bit don't you like? And I used to have to find that... Um, I used to go out for dinner with a guy uh, in Scotland who's dead now, unfortunately, a lawyer, lovely guy, very rich, very successful. Um, and he used to buy me dinner and give me the bill, you know. But yeah. I used to say to him, look, I can't put this in because it's too expensive. It's literally too much. You'd have to give me a bill that doesn't have the wine on it or something because I can't fucking put it through. Because he would be buying bottles of wine. We once went to the um, Mandarin Oriental in New York when he was there. Never cheap. Uh, he was buying bottles of wine that cost $500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you want this receipt? I'm like, I can't put it in. They won't pass it at the mirror. You know, a thousand well, fucking dollars for wine. You know that famous story about James Cameron? The yes, James, the camel. When they went, he went to... cut. It was, it was a camel, wasn't it? When they covered the Ethiopian war, yeah. and he went, came back, he was there for about three months, yeah. and, he, and he put in his expenses to cover the Ethiopian war. Yeah. And, the, and they put like, I don't know, whatever it was in, two grand, five grand. Right. The editor calls him and he says, James, you can't just say, I want two grand. You have to annotate. You have to right. say what exactly yeah. you spent the money in. Mm. So take those expenses back, annotate them, and tell me what you yeah. want the money for. So about a week later, the editor got James Cameron's amended expenses, which said, taxi to King's Cross Station, four pounds. <laughs> To cover Ethiopian War, five thousand three hundred and sixty. <laughs> Taxi back from the King's Cross Station for quid, yeah. and he got the expenses. I, well, the story I'd heard about that was the camel story, which is slightly different. Where yeah. he put in for the camel, uh, in addition to when they started to, to I think to he was a, he was an expenses artist. Yeah, and he put in for the price of a camel, which was however much it yeah, was, fifteen hundred yeah. quid. 
And the managing editor, thinking he would call a fast one on him, said, oh, yeah, you bought a camel, did you? He went, yeah, I had to buy a camel, you know, to fucking get around. You can't get around yeah. fucking anything else. He went, oh, yeah, where's the camel now, then? So he went away and he revamped his expenses and then put in another thousand for funeral of camel. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, the one who, um, he's the one who was sent to Venice on a story, wasn't he? He must have been a great guy. So no, he, said, he arrived in Venice and sent his editor a telegram, only way to contact them. Streets full of water. Please advise. <laughs> because the great thing about guys like him, they had complete and utter disdain for the management. Ooh. You know, unfortunately... But now, something in newspapers yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah, but, but yeah, except... Actually, I, get, I, get, I get the sense that it has changed because the people that you meet now from newspapers are much more kind of malleable. They'll sort of do what they're told. Whereas when you, you and I were fucking roaming around the world, we never did what we were told. We were always, you know, I remember flying off down to fucking Marbella to follow the Home Alone woman. You know, the woman who had... Um, left both of her kids in fucking turn of green or something, aged six and eight, and fucked off down the south of of Spain to fuck some shake or other. Um, And we were all danced about. We finally found her, um, and she was flying home, getting flown home by the sun, and all the other hacks that were there went home with them. And I got instructed by my then news editor, uh, who was the Milky Bar Kid, you remember him? Ian McGregor. And he said, Oh, I hope you're getting on the plane. I said, no, I'm not going to. I said, I'm going to stay down here. I think we need to do a bit more research on where she's been, who she's been with. And basically, I just wanted a few more days in Port of Venus, you know. And um, he went, I really think she got on the plane. I went, well, I'm not getting on the fucking plane. Why don't you send somebody to Brussels to pick her up when she gets to Brussels? I've told you what plane she's on. I'm staying here. Goodbye. Click. Yeah. And in those days, you'd get away with that shit. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you could now. Because well, first of all, they wouldn't send you to fucking Barbados. Well, yeah, I'll tell you that story when I, went, I was sent to Barbados by the sun. Yeah. That was in the days where you could get Concord there or you could get a Jumbo. <laughs> anyway, we, got, we went there by fucking Concord. There's only like one plane a day. Right. Right, so there's all the holiday makers. So uh, we did the story. Well, I think might have failed at the story. Can't even, <laughs> can't even, I don't know. Well, I was chasing Johnny Briggs around. Oh, yeah. That bloke, that actor. Yeah. Uh, who played, um, what was it, Ken, Ken Baldwin, right? In, in um, Coronation In Coronation yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd run off with some bird. Right. Yeah, so so we, were, we never found him. <laughs> uh, he'd left by the time we right. got there, really. Anyway, so we had about five days getting nowhere. Uh, so the news editor, Tom Petrie, said, all right, mate, fly, fly yourself back. So, uh, uh, yeah, I got the, trans- got the transport department and said, get us back from Barbados as soon as yeah. you can. Don't worry too much. You know. um, and they came back and said, uh, we can't get you on a flight for two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I got, so I phoned up to him and he goes, fuck, you know. So I said to him, look, Tom, you know, you can't, I can't fucking be a two fucking weeks. I said that Concord goes every day. Right. Why don't you put us on Concord? Fucking fucking Concord! <laughs> You're a fucking Concord! Oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? And all this shit. Right. And, you know, so I, I said, yeah, I know it's expensive, but it won't be as expensive yeah, two and a half weeks as, as being a photographer. Two and a half weeks. Couldn't they get you off the island to yeah. sort of Jamaica yeah. or something? And you know what happened. Two and a half fucking weeks later, I climb onto a jumbo jet to get home, and fucking idiots, and right. it had cost them a fortune. That must have been a nice, nice little layout. Well, it, it sort of was, and the photographer I was with was a good guy, uh, but nothing against him. In the end, we were going off yeah. on our own, right. not to spend the day with each other. Yeah, I mean, that is the problem, isn't it? I mean, I once spent about six weeks in Dallas. My only job was to ring this guy every morning. Oh, yeah, you told to him. To see if that. he was going to fucking talk. 
And that was it. And so the rest of the time, I was just fucking drinking and shagging. You could have done that from New York. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they were hoping that I, if he said yes one day, I'd just be able to pop round. You know, never happened. Anyway, um, we're nearly at the end. Yeah. Um, should we say suitable choices and broadcast? Yeah, Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson, suitablechoices.co.uk for all your mortgage needs. They're down in Margate. They're good guys. Uh, if you need any help, uh, get in touch with them. So uh, suitablechoices.co.uk. Anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just that we'll do a Patreon next week. Yeah. We will definitely do a Patreon next week. Uh, Pooch is on the missing list again. Uh, Pooch, is that, thinking, Pooch is having another well-deserved yeah, day off. Another well-deserved holiday. Can you remember what he looks like? No, <laughs> no. I think he's in the witness protection program. After <laughs> all of those incidents. I think he's in hiding. Gone into fucking hiding. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, fuck you all. All right, see you later. Fuck off. Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.